Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Well, if, if, I, if I don't get the chance to, to kill Lux, then she's going to be permanent in blue for the rest of her ever-foreseeing future. <laughs> okay. Raid on the Library of Secrets begins after our party has sailed clear of the Golden Archipelago accompanied by their strange new companion, the Living Star. Our party soon finds themselves guests of the incredible airborne College of Ether, a school of arcane study held aloft by enchantments and the solid clouds of the Overbright. The school is a place of magical magnificence, arcane innovation, and well-meaning chaos. Floating wizard towers and aerial common areas drift through the open sky, bound together by a tangle of thick ropes and swaying bridges. Far from the eye of intrusive governments or rival schools, this eclectic assemblage of mages is free to pursue the study of magic as they see fit. At its center is the Transcendental Library, a perplexing structure that stores untold secrets. The party will have to earn entrance to this fantastical library, overcome an unexpected assault by the Iron Chain, and unravel the mysteries within to discover the way forward towards the edge of the world. everybody it's your dm kent and um we kind of need to have a small conversation so the episodes for this week and for next week are going to be a little bit shorter circumstances that were beyond our control happened and we weren't able to record nearly as much as we wanted to so it's kind of an in-between single combat that took a lot longer than we anticipated. Uh, Different NPCs out of different books, when you put them together, apparently work really, really well together, and it was little side notes that I hadn't really noticed all that much until now. I also uh, didn't realize how effective or ineffective they were going to be against uh, our players. (laughs) That was the first thing. So the second thing, um, kind of a personal issue, is I was recently given an opportunity to work at a different job that paid a little bit more money. The downside is, though, is it has a hefty rotating schedule, which means I won't be able to continue to do this podcast that's kind of a, an issue for me because I enjoyed making these podcasts. You guys enjoy listening to them. And I don't want to take that away from you. I don't want to stop doing it. So that being said, I, uh, I kind of need your help a little bit. Hi, Harvey. Harvey just joined me. <laughs> He's our youngest kitten. I recently was able to activate uh, listener support which is a system set up by the podcast group that we use to upload our episodes. And they allow you to pay a monthly support uh, payment to us so that we can keep the podcast going and be able to do more for the podcast. Uh, 
Um, it's as low as a dollar a month to, I think there's $4.99 a month, and then there's another one. I'm not looking at it, so I don't remember what it is. If you guys would be willing to consider that, share the episodes out, we would really appreciate it. Last but not least, if you go over to Teespring, where our merchandise setup is at, this month's um, prized item and represent in representation of this month is our Rainbow Dragon drinkware 16-ounce pint glass. Uh, proceeds from that are going towards an organization that I will be posting later on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, so without further ado, here's the episode. So you guys work in the, um, the, um, what building were you in? I don't remember. I've slept several times since then. Oh, you were taken into the Dean's Tower. That's right. So as a reminder, um, you guys started learning about the Living Star. You started learning about how he is uh, a purest form of magic, so to speak. And this sweet baby muffin. <laughs> a very young uh, creature. And you quickly yeah. realize that he has unique abilities that cause random effects to happen. So, mm-hmm. like, it made mm-hmm. the mast of the ship grow into a giant goodberry tree. Or, like what? <clears throat> or uh, uh, he's able to uh, make you guys sort of jump, like an astral jump yeah. teleport sort of thing. What is that called? Uh, astral slide. Ah, uh, yeah. There's the explosive growth. Those are the only two... Uh, abilities you guys have seen so far. Um, and just after that happened, what are you doing? Dang it, you caught me. Nothing, I'm just sending a picture of my mom. Of me, bald? Yeah, it's sexy. I already told her. Jeez, I look like freaking Kane, and I knew I was going to. That's, That's cool. why I did the Facebook page the way I did it. That's like, cool, though. All I need is a blue vest, I could actually dress up as Morgan Cannon. There you go. I have the pants, the boots, and the white shirt for it. But um, Nora Helmead uh, appeared in an astral form and asked if she could study the Living Star. In turn, allowed you guys to uh, semi sort of take up residence at the uh, College of Ether and allowed you guys to do research on what you needed to do to return the Living Star because as she informed you, you can't keep him on the material plane. Yeah, it'll kill him. He has to be returned to the astral plane so that he can fully mature and uh, be able to live out his life of magic. True purpose. Uh, you guys went through and you did some unique stuff. You found scrolls. You, you went to a diner. Um Mercer learned that it's almost impossible for him to get rid of his curse except by one of two ways that he has no idea of how to do after he learned a little bit about cosmic magic. Um, 
And then he, already, gets, he already knows how he's getting rid of it. His wish? Mm-hmm. You got a ways to go, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. Well, if, if, I, if I don't get the chance to, to kill Lux, then she's going to be permanently blue for the rest of her ever-foreseeing future. <laughs> okay. Uh, so no more I want every explosive in existence? Oh, no. At this, at this point, that his revenge is set. <laughs> is he turning into a paladin of vengeance? No, uh -oh. no, he's just a spiteful, hateful little... Monster? <laughs> Monster man? Demon uh, child? Yep. That is recording, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bro, why can't you be cool? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Forget I asked. Whether in character or not in character, the same exact look. Chaos! No. 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 Life is more fun. Um, and then students came and picked you up and escorted you to the Dean's Tower where you guys went through um, uh, individual visions and you were modified and astrally projected towards someone or something that either you held in some degree of high regard or to some degree held you in high regard. Uh, some of your characters recognized who you were with, other, other characters didn't recognize who you were with. But you were all basically asked to be honest about what your intentions were with the Living Star and why you wanted to continue with this mission. As well as given a little bit of foresight and advice to stay true to that and stay focused on it. Out of game, that gave you, you two an opportunity to kind of get a better understanding of what you wanted your characters to develop into. Now that we're on book seven, we are officially in the second half of Voyage of the Fallen Star. Dang. Which is no longer about collecting astral shards or releasing the living star. It is now about getting the living star to its home. Okay. Um, I'm, still, I'm still kind of intrigued on how we end up doing that. Uh, as you recall, if you recall, the College of Ether makes up a number of floating islands with individual towers on them. So that's what I have represented here. I wanted to go into more depth, but the details that the book gave me basically said this. Uh, something I'm going to give to your characters, um, because you guys haven't taken a long rest since your battle against Pyre and getting cursed and everything. Mm -hmm. While you went through that modified astral projection, it was a, it was also treated as if each of you were given um, an eight-hour rest. Oh, nice. <clears throat> so you guys are fully rested up and everything. Sweet. And Nora offered to be your guide into the Transcendental Library and through the Transcendental Library nice. as to help you avoid uh, various traps and... Um, Pitfalls. Pitfalls and such, <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot that can happen in that tower. Man. Well, yeah. And that's where you guys came to the realization that you have no idea where Lockdown is at. Are you freaking kidding me? He has not been with you since you guys took off from Nora's tower to go explore the city. What? Where did he go? You don't know. 
Frick. Nobody made any perception checks. Nobody asked about him. Nobody said anything. My characters walked off just intentionally. Esther got distracted and just now realized that her love interest has gone AWOL. And she's like, guys, wait! Where is Locke? Mercer! He shrugs. Bro! Celine, back me up! I guess he's probably in one of the towers yeah, looking for some information would be my guess. Well, I thought he was supposed to go ahead. Man, nobody tells me anything! <sighs> looks right. around, looks for... Because is there, like, any... Well, you guys are still in the lobby inside the tower. Yeah, but there's, and... like, some, like, guard or some quote-unquote attendant of some type. Um... No, this is more exactly like a college. You have scholars, teachers, and students. Oh, man. So, I mean, yeah, there'd be security, but yeah. also in a college of magic. So the same people who can teach it obviously know how to use it and defend. Um, well, like I said, I hope so. Celine looks at, like, you know, any of the teachers or students. Uh, the only, okay, so since you guys are in the lobby, the only people who are in this tower... Or the deans and you guys. Perfect. All the other deans have already left, and Nora's the only one you're with right now. Okay, so I asked oh. Nora. Hey, Nora, can you uh, locate our uh, Sapphire Dragon companion? A wayward friend. She says, oh, you mean uh, uh, Mr. Lockdown? Yes. Uh, um, well, let me... I'm sorry, I'm just really exhausted. Doing that modified astral projection thing, being the one who helps focus it so that you guys were able to go through it, that's taken a lot out of me. I'm, Are you okay? I'm, well, I'm not really in a good physical condition to try to cast any more spells at the moment. Oh. I mean, I, I feel like I might be able to get away with a few cantrips and not have to worry, but as far as like a scrying spell or a message spell or anything... Oh, man. And I certainly can't astral project. I guarantee you I will pass out. Oh, crap. Uh, I guess rest here, then. Celine, can you do the Liamman's tiny hut? She has her own room. She's a dean. I'm I a mean, dean on a... Wait, I am a dean, but I have my own tower. Yeah. It's going to take us a few hours to get back there, and I need to get you guys to the Transcendental Library. Yes, but my hut... Still requires eight hours, so it doesn't matter. So, why would it matter where you're at then? It doesn't, in regards to like it'll block off this area, but it's still a solid eight hour rest. <laughs> you're in a college of people who do magic. If your hut's in the way, I'm pretty sure they can figure out a way around it. Oh, and the, 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 the Dean's Tower is usually only meant for meetings, so. The only reason why we had a meeting today was to see if you guys were going to be granted permission to get into the Transcendental Library. Cool. I misunderstood. Hey, whatever. I misunderstood. I don't know, 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 I don't one hit point, but it also acts as a full day's meal, so you are sustained as far as food goes. Mm -hmm. um, 
the way it's worded in the book is when um, let's go back here to it. Uh, Okay, so it was the uh, the explosive growth astral surge. Mm-hmm. Um, on here, all it said was uh, the fruits each act as a good berry. So the only other place I've seen any description of good berry is the spell good berry. And it said that those last for 24 hours. It just seemed kind of silly for you guys to get so many of them and it all go to waste. How many did I say you guys got? There were 60 in total. That's and I ate one of them. So you have 59. 59. <laughs> so, not the greatest thing for healing unless it's a last minute sort of heal, but we're going to say that it does it, it does last at least a week as far as you can tell. Like, you can tell that it's something's different about it, which would make sense because it was part of an astral surge from Barrel rather than the spell. Um, but yeah okay excuse me you guys other than just resting up was there anything else you guys were going to do nope so what was the anticipation with doing this because like I said when you went through the whole the whole uh, astral projection thing you basically got an 8 hours rest so now you've done Leonard's Tiny Hut and got another 8 hour rest She's the one that said she the the lady was completely pooped out and didn't even want to take the time to go to her own study to rest. Yeah, so like we want to keep. The dean's the one that's the one driving it. Oh. The other the the rest of us are gonna be like twiddling our thumbs for eight hours because we're bored. I thought there was something else you guys were No, no. It was for her to rest up yeah. to do whatever she needed to do. So was she going to be prepared to continue with us? If or... that's not the case, then I don't cast Lena's Tiny Hut. Make her walk her happy butt to her back to her room. Hey, how's your water situation? Same. Is bueno? Cool. <clears throat> okay, so I mean, one way or another, you're going to have her rest up in some capacity so she's not exhausted. We have to. We don't have a choice. Okay. Um, 
So she uh, she she looks over at uh, Celine and she instead of you guys doing the Lehman's tiny hut, we're gonna backtrack a minute. She goes, I really want to get you guys to the library, but you are you're wanting to find Locke. Locke. Okay. Um, let me let me see something here. Okay. She reaches into her satchel. You see her pull out a small scroll case. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the case itself is like the size of a paper towel tube. Yeah. But she pops it open, and you start seeing her pull out rolls of scrolls, unfurls them, and goes, um, here. That's a scrying scroll. Like I said, I don't have the energy to do it, but that will help you find your friend. Hamana, 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 hamana. As you cast the spell... The scroll changes and shows a map of the Arcane College. It doesn't give specified locations or anything. It just shows like an overhead two-dimensional view down Mm -hmm. and a single glowing light that seems to be radiating from what would look like on the map to be the Transcendental Library. He's already there. I cannot be stopped. Okay. So does Celine tell that to everybody else then? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so Nora looks back at Celine and Well He's all remind him? Yeah, he's at the library already. Okay. Well, all the more reason to try to get there as mm-hmm. quickly as we can. I'm just curious how he got there in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. You know Mr. Locke, for a short period of time, was a student here, right? What? Periodically, throughout the multiverse, various uh, individuals from other planes would come here to the college to get their magical education and then return home to their own planes. Oh man, maybe I should have done that. If I recall, Mr. Locke Don came from the plane of Mechanus to get his education as a... uh, as the unique uh, stone sorcerer that he is. Cool. Mercer, Mercer pipes up for a second. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. So, people are coming from all different planes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you totally unfamiliar with multiverse theory? Like No, no, wow. I just... The, the fact that... That means that there is something that allows shifting through planes. Well, so, why do we gotta go hop, skipping, and jump into the library... When clearly one of these deans has to be smart enough and powerful enough to just shift us there. Because that's not how this kind of thing works, man. You're talking about the astral plane. The astral plane is a little bit different. The astral plane is a whole different level of reality almost. Well, yeah, but the conception... Can I make an archon check real quick so I don't stick my foot in my mouth here? (laughs) Yeah. Sure. I'm still thinking you're going to put your foot in your mouth. Esther's helping by whispering technical jargon in his ears. Oh, shit. No, you're not. No, she's not. (laughs) Oh, she's probably whispering jargon into his ear, but he's probably sitting there going, Shut up. (laughs) So a 16. Okay. A 16 enough to know about the plane shift spell. Um, 
it would be enough to know that the spell is real and that it's known to have been used, but past that, given... What level spell is that? The seventh. Okay. Is it a spell you can even get? Uh, Bard can. Or, sorry, no. Never mind. No. No. It's not... Selene can't get it. No. No. Cleric, Druid, Sorcerer, Warlock, Wizard. Okay. So, yeah. As an artificer, you know of the spell. That being said, the inner workings of the spell, like what the artificer spells would be, and the ones that Mercer would know. Yeah. Complete mystery to him. So, he go. he bases his, his knowledge off just pure conjunction, or, you know, basically... Maybe the crap she was whispering in Mercer's ear makes <laughs> But basically, he's like, I mean, the whole concept of that spell, at least my perspective of it is that it allows you to shift to any plane you desire. So if I desire to go to the astral plane, to the astral plane I go. I kind of don't think kind of you're like... Not really. The astral plane is that. more... How, how do I describe this? The astral plane is... For the adept. No. It's more of a more of a realm of magic so while a spell that could plane shift could plane shift you you'd have to have more advanced ways to be able to get into the astral plane okay well i got a, i got another way that i know i can in some fashion i I'm not i know i can get there i just don't know specifically how so that's why we're taking you to the transcendental library but i don't need to go there if i can go back where i came from So, in one of our missions, our quest, whatever you want to call it, we climbed up a mountain, Mm -hmm. and it took us into um, the upper plains, and the... Are you talking about the Overbright? Yes, and then from the Overbright, you can get to the Astral Plane. Yes and no. The Overbright is what you use to get to the Astral Plane, but the Overbright isn't one singular area. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, I already know of a way to get to that part. If I can get to that part, then I just gotta keep going till I get there. So, why do I... Have you already made it to the top of that mountain? Yes. Why didn't you just go to the Astral Plane then? Well, because at the time, we didn't know that Beryl... Existed. We didn't, we didn't know. We didn't. We were know. still collecting shards of the of the fallen star. So why go all the way there if I already know my path? Yeah, man. Well, there's one key difference from before then and before now. We're talking about a living star. Yes. You don't just take it and say, "Let's go to the astral plane." A creature of pure magic has to be taken to the astral plane in a very specific way, otherwise you risk killing it. Oh, crap. Now she tells us. After all this... Bro. Sorry, I thought you were intelligent, but anyway... Oh, crap. Don't, don't, man. Bam! Get ah! the shit. 
Ah, sorry, I tried to stop him. You saw me try to stop him, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, high or low? High. Low. He's the one who's doing it, so Betrayer. low. <laughs> Fifteen. You go and kick another astral projection. Oh, looky here, Mrs. I don't have enough energy to freaking astral project myself, and look, she's doing it. She's full of beep, 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 beep. Bro, this is a school. Mercer huffs up and walks off. Oh my god, you've done it now. Right after you kick, that's when you notice that there's a little emblem setting on the When do you, ignorant slut. And you don't even have to make an arcana roll. That's when you realize that's what's causing the astral projection. So Sparky Gray. Oh shit, man. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for poking the hornet's nest. Like I said, Mercer walks off. This isn't how I wanted to go out, man. So you actually use a scorching ray spell on that? Yeah. Yeah. And you start to walk off back towards the door. Are you mm -hmm. recording? Yeah. So as soon as you get to the door, the door already opens up, and it's locked. Bro. And he's standing there, and he look, looks down at Mercer, and... Dude, I just walked past you? him. No, he, he flat out clocks you in the head. What the heck are you doing trying to hit my teacher? Dude, where have you been? He needs to give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, For man. What? He needs to give me a constitution saving Dude, throw. Dude, can you not? I'm casting a spell. He needs Jesus. to give me a constitution saving throw. Jesus, take the wheel. Hey, guess what? We started selling merchandise. Check out the link in the description below and see what we've got. Started late. Mercer's miffed. Anyone <laughs> who gets in his way is gonna get it. Alright, now you gotta look. Come on a second here. Man. You know, I mean, we get his character sheet out anyway, but. This is worse than the time that Kitha <laughs> killed all those hobos and reanimated their corpses and tried to bring them with us. You said a con saving throw? Yes. What happens if you... And nope. a... Uh, and a 21 Arcana to figure out what you're casting. Uh, it's called Vortex Warp. I can forcefully move someone 90 feet away from me. Heck yeah. Bye. Did it work? No. He, uh... <laughs> wait, hold on. Actually... I think he saved. Yeah, he saves. Okay. Oh man. So I just duck under his legs and keep going. 
man. Locke, where have you been? Okay, so... My dude. The rest of the party is still inside the tower, which is why I have you guys over here. Locke was standing right here, and Mercer said he walks past Locke. Yep. How far does he go? He just keeps going. So he gets to right here. Locke comes following after him. Does the rest of the party come following after him as well? well nope. Yeah. Celine, Celine's like, nope, he's on his own little tiff. I'm, he's on his own. Even Esther. though you guys are headed towards the Transcendental Library. That's not where Mercer's going. Yeah, that's the only way out that he went was towards that tower. Well, Esther's gonna. Oh, well, he he doesn't realize it, so that's he's just he's just going. Okay, but is everybody else following after them? If someone explains that's what that actually is, then yes. Dude, I'm following Locke. I feel like he actually knows where he's going. Okay, so Esther follows with. It's about yeah. like, what are you doing? Do you split the party? The back grabs at Mercer to try to get him to turn around. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The back tries to get up to Mercer. Yeah, she tries to grab him to stop him. Reaction shield. Bro, what? AC's are now a uh, twenty-four. So, how, okay, so you guys have a five-foot-wide bridge that is hovering hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands of feet in the air. How does the back get past Esther and Lockdown to get to Esther? Oh. Esther and Lock can kind of like I misread the situation. I misread the situation. Let her pass through. Never mind. The back ain't doing shit. Remember, kids are just on the other side door. Yeah, sorry. Okay. She ain't doing crap. She's so. she's gonna let she's gonna let him go. Bye. And we'll just put. Uh, Come on, Beryl. Beryl's just kind of floating around with. Now, what is Celine doing? Yeah, no, it's, that's where we're, like, if, like, so if if they say, oh, yeah, that's the library, well, okay, that's where we're going to go anyway. So, uh-huh. yeah, follows behind. Okay. And then. But she's not, she's not going out of her way to help anyone with Mercer. <laughs> help anybody but Mercer? No, no, like, if someone's like, we need to stop him, he, she's just like, no, he's on his own. <laughs> Can I have one of your faces uh, real quick? Yep. I'm going to say that this is Nora because I don't actually have a skinny mini for Nora. <clears throat> and she gets to right here. I need. No, I don't need. Uh, so after the little tango thing, uh, Zabak notices that Beryl is starting to act kind of strange. Barrel, what's the matter? And he flies over and he immediately rips onto the back's back. Attaboy. Everybody give perception you. checks. Oh, Mercer's not paying attention. Unless it's happening directly in front of him. Give me perception checks. Oh man. Nope, we don't perceive anything. Mercer got a nine. Celine got a... Esther didn't even know, notice Beryl at all. Celine got a 21. Okay, so Celine will notice it. Uh, what did... You said Mercer got a 9? Yep. So Mercer doesn't realize it. Which he's going to be kind of weird after I explain this. He's kind of huffing and puffing. He's pouting. Okay. <laughs> what about Esther and Zabak? No? 
No. And then lock it on. Lockdown. We'll see it with a fifteen. Um, so, for the two people who did see it, they start to notice uh, something floating way down below. Oh, I don't As like it that. appears to be individuals who seem to be falling upward towards the college from below, and all of a sudden, a lunar acolyte and. Or, I'm sorry, a lunar monk. I got those backwards. My mistake. How dare so, you. quick question. Mm. So, is the perception to see them coming up? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Mercer will notice, won't see them falling up, but will all of a sudden see uh, one of them grab the rope, flip over it as if they jumped onto the bridge, and just... Okay. Oh, this is. I assume we're going straight into initiative. Because if not, basically what's going to happen is he's just going to go force cannon. Bam! Boom! He doesn't care. Like at at this point, he's just like, I'm peed off. Get out of my way. You're in my way. Bye. Boom. Get wrecked. (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're not going to let them try to say anything. Nope. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man, of course that sucks. Okay. Um, that's only going to be an 11 to hit him. That's going to miss. Has to miss. Which one are you aiming at? The guy right in the front. The monk? Yep. I do yeah, not like this missed. turn of events. I'm just like, out of my way, dude. I don't care who you are. Just You can go pound sand. That go touch grass. creature. Is coming with us right now. No way, man. And this is when Mercer notices that he does something with his belt, and a number of glowing runes just kind of fade away. And all of a sudden, it's like gravity kicks in, and his body just. Can I make a? Uh, uh, I don't like that. At check. All. An Arcana check. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a. Uh... A 26. Um, You know that it's an effect similar to a reverse gravity spell. I don't like that. I want his belt. I don't care what you're here for now, but I want your belt. You're going to die. Oh, man. And that's initiative. Well, I knew that. I already rolled, man. And I rolled well. Oh my god, what? I thought that was a freaking lobster. <laughs> oh, Mercer just yeah. had to be Mercer, and then I go and read that. What okay. is that? Oh my god. That's a, that's a face. I, I've only ever had to say this twice, oh and apparently i got to say it again. I can't make any promises for Mercer. Dude. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So. It's like you're going to be playing a girl for a while. Your heart will go on. <laughs> I, I, I already got another character that I'm willing to play. Bro. No emotional attachment. That's like that's like a Oh no no path. no this this will be this will be Mercer 2.0 reincarnated. Hey, I already that. said in the first episode no repeat characters if the character dies. Boo. Oh no no. No, it'll be a cleric. Bro. 
would be a different race. Oh yeah, absolutely. Why are you like this? I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> no. I don't you have to be about different. It. Although to be fair, I kind of came up with a Mercer version of a paladin <laughs> of vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anyway, okay. Got the back, Celine, Esther, Mercer, locked on. Um, and then the monk and the acolytes. So you guys roll for your characters while I roll for these guys. Oh boy. I did. I done did it. I'm sitting on it. I'm waiting. <sighs> So, a real quick question for you. Hmm. What's the bridge made out of? Oh, no. What's the bridge made out of? Yeah. Uh, rope and wood. Fantastic. We're all going to die. No! <laughs> Please, no. Please, no. Yep. Bro, you can't. Mercer's not really thinking. Dude, no. Please. All right. What did uh, Zabak get? Man... She got, um, 21. Celine? Uh, 18. Low-key panicking. Esther? 22. Mercer? Uh, 14. Alright, so the monk is gonna go first. Followed by Esther, Sorry. and then Zabak. I got Cheeto fingies. Then it'll be Celine... Mercer, the Acolytes, and tailing up the end will be Locked On. Locked On. <coughs> so, before anything else happens, everybody else can give me another perception check. Sweet bananas. And this one you can do at advantage. Now you're aware something's not right. 16 for Mercer. And 15 for Celine. Okay, 11. For who? Esther. That's not gonna make it. Dang. You you rolled that for at advantage? <coughs> no. I said at advantage. Oh. And you need to do it for the back too. Oh yeah, boy. So natural twenty for the back and um fourteen for Esther. Okay. Frick yeah, man. So as you guys are prepping up to start getting into a fight, that's when you start to notice. Dozens of these groups falling upward oh, into shit. the areas of the college. Oh, shit. And from behind you, you hear Nora yell, We're under attack! Get to your towers! Are you freaking kidding me? Why? This immediately, always immediately, a dozens and dozens of students, scholars, and professors jump right into action, and you're seeing all sorts of spells from lightning bolt to scorching ray to any other targeted type spell, dozens of fire bolts left and right, and it's it's turning into an all-out fight as uh, more and more iron chain far elves are popping up, falling upwards, and landing. And... I'll even go this far. Every time you see a group of them come up, you see another far elf do something with the belt, and that ability drops. Man. Mercer wants them. 
This is this is bad. Okay, so first guy is the monk. And Mercer being Mercer had to go and you're gonna die. Why? Mercer needs to give me a strength saving throw. Shit, dude. Uh how does a twenty-one suit your fancy? You make it. As you feel some sort of uh, force try to push you off the bridge, he gets a little bit of a snarl on his face, and he moves right up to you. Chain comes off of his shoulder, and he goes to swing at you twice. First one with the chain. That's going to be a 16. So misses. That misses. And then an unarmed strike. That's gonna be a crit. Oh shit. Uh, it's not gonna kill him. There's no way it's gonna kill him. Yeah. Hope not. For nine points bludgeoning damage, he does a solid shot right across Mercer's face. Like right into the jaw. Just. And Mercer just goes. Bro. You punch like my grandma. Bro, that looks like it hurt. And your it's grandma's scary. Esther's turn. I think that F not. I've been waiting for this one. It's one of those moments where I need to be able to Oh crap. To fly. This is a rope bridge, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes it is. I can't do that! That's just mad but she ain't stupid. Doesn't mean Mercer is. What's Esther doing? Okay. Esther. Magic missile. Let's see. How many defaults do I have? All of these. Okay. Third level, magic missile. She's aiming for Mr. Big Bad right in front of Mercer. Are you kidding me? Some crap, man. What'd she do? Magic missile at the guy right in front of Mercer. Okay. Freaking 18 points of damage. 18? Yeah. Not pleased with that. I roll very badly. I need metal dice. <clears throat> Alright, so that was Esther's turn. It is now Zabak's turn. Remember, you are on a five foot wide, or a five foot, yeah, five foot wide bridge. Mm-hmm. Alright, good old javelin of returning. At who? I've got better line of sight to the one behind Celine. So that's the one that made me before. 
Uh, that's this, Nora. This is Nora. Oh. These so, two are the oh, oh, acolytes. Yeah. The one, two, closer to The one to closer me. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My bad. Okay. Fifteen. That is a hit. Oh frick, yeah, man. Okay. Is it one D six? Yeah, it's one D six. One D six? What are you trying to do? My javelin of returning. It's one D six. Uh, yeah. Okay. I did already say that Zabak is enraged by this turn of events, right? Yeah, I mean, I know that that's basically you saying she rages. Yes. <laughs> so, that's gonna be... Frick. 1d6 plus nothing? Your strength modifier. Alright. So that's... Nine points of damage. Okay. So she chucks the javelin, yeah. right? and you see the acolyte just go and catch it right in the air before it hits her. Oh, shite. I thought you said 15 hit! It does. They're monks. Reaction, deflect missile. I just lost my ding-dang javelin? No, because at the end of your turn, it leaves her hand by force. No, all she has to do is start cocking back, and it's there. It's uh, as soon as that, she that, throws it. That's what I'm saying, is the javelin returns to the back. No, what I'm saying is, all she has to do is go like this, mm-hmm. and the way returning works is, that weapon's right back in her hand. She can throw it again, because yeah, so she, she has two attacks. So she cocks back for her second attack. Okay, so we'll say she doesn't catch it, but she literally deflects it out the way. Oh, shit, you brat. Alright, that's going to be 16 to hit. That's going to be a hit. And they can't react twice. It's the same amount of damage. Um, actually she can. Are you fucking kidding me? It's specifically in response to being hit by a ranged weapon at any time. So the same amount of damage, same thing. Okay, why am I trying this? That's the literal definition of insanity. Oh, that is Freudian psych, and we don't really follow that anymore. Ugh. Penis envy and all that. <laughs> is Zabak doing anything else? <laughs> no. Okay, so Beryl is going to act on Zabak's turn. Oh? And Beryl is so scared that he sets off an astral surge. Oh, shit. He astral farts. <laughs> now, <laughs> since you guys have gotten familiar with the astral surges and stuff now, you can decide whether or not you want the Astral Surge to affect you. If you don't want it to affect you, you have to make a... Because uh... it could be good or bad, right? Yeah. It, um... Let her ride. It's a saving throw, but it doesn't tell me what the saving throw is. Well, if it's magical, wouldn't it be charisma? It'd be whatever off of barrels spellcasting. Mm. Well, no. Okay, yeah. Um. Make a decision! 
We'll say it's a charisma saving throw since it is magic. Well, we'll say. <laughs> well, nope. I'm gonna say Esther makes it because she rolled a 19. Okay. Selena Mercer let it ride. Okay. Uh, Nora does not make it. Ooh. And Locked On. Locked On definitely made it. You got a 16. Alright, so if you did not make it or if you chose to let it happen, uh, for the next hour, you are unable to tell a deliberate lie and you make ah! deception checks with disadvantage and persuasion checks with advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I can like far away from me. The, the one that blocked the uh uh-huh. javelin. Okay. What's she doing? Raxus uh, chaotic bolt. Hey Mercer, check this out. That one goes up bloom in her face. Uh it's going to be a twenty-four to hit. And then a 22 to hit. Uh, they're both going to hit. Now, do you remember how I told you that spell works? 2d8 mm-hmm. plus 1d6 damage. Mm-hmm. One of the d8s determines its elemental type and still takes that total damage. So, elemental damage. Okay. So, first bolt. Three, three is fire. So, five, six, seven, eight. Eleven points. Second bolt. It's going to be an eight. Thunder. And that's going to be 15 points. Okay, so how much damage in total did you do? 28. Ow. Mercer kind of looks over his shoulder and goes... I want that spell. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at the LARP channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.